Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM, 105.7 FM in Cape Town. Closet Conversations. Let's welcome Neo Mangwana, NLP Life Coach. Neo, thank you very much for joining us. Always such a great pleasure. Good evening, Patricia, and thank you so much um, for inviting me again. And good evening to all your listeners as well. It's always good to talk about things that are ordinarily not talked about on the dinner table, um, especially because of the sensitive nature. Today we're talking um, adoption and reasons why people adopt. But before we go to the reasons, I mean, let's talk about the, the, the pressure or the unfortunate circumstances that children who are in homes who need a family are facing. Um, yes, um, they, we do have, you know, um, various and different types of things around the country. And um, it is just unfortunate that some of them, you know, they do not even live up to a good standard, um, you know, giving kids a very good, um, um, basically them getting taken care of, you know. And it's various reasons. Some is because of uh, they are not getting enough support. Some of them is just poor management. The majority of them are doing quite um, good work. All right. So there is quite good work, but children are plenty that need a place to call home and uh, people to call family. Um, what are some of the reasons that uh, people have been prompted to opt for adoption? There are various reasons. Um, you know, um, one of the reasons would be um, maybe a parent or parents wanting to give a child in a second chance in life. And some of one of the other reasons is um, infertility. Like in my case, it wasn't an issue of just wanting to give um, a child an opportunity or a second chance in life. But the problem or the main thing was the fact that, you know, I started um, the process of menopause in my 20s, which is very rare, but it happened to me. By the time I was 32, you know, uh, when I went to go see the doctor, they informed me that there's absolutely nothing that they can do because... um, you know, they've tried whatever that they could, but unfortunately I've just gone through menopause. So by 32, um, menopause done, you know, and that point, um, it was it was a very painful process, I must say, and painful and very horrible. Um, and it left a void in the inside of me. So... Um, then I opted for, for, for adoption, of course. But that wasn't the decision that I just took because of, um, you know, uh, fertility challenges. Um, I've always uh, told myself um, that, you know, I would, want to, I would like to have my own kids and, um, you know, adopt one kid as well. And, and that was also fueled by 
my upbringing at home. Um, I grew up in a home whereby, you know, we, we as in before, we grew up six. We were born six, but I had so many brothers and sisters that we were not even related to because my home was more like a, a, halfway, a halfway house, if I were to call it that. Um, you come to my home two, three times already. It's only one hour you, you, you belong here. So with that type of upbringing, um, I told myself that I would also like to adopt, you know, when I grow up, um, only to find that life had different plans for me. Um, um, you know, I couldn't have my own kids, so adoption just um, came naturally for me. Hey, Timis, we continue with uh, this, uh, um, you know, a very sensitive uh, but beautiful topic around why people opt to adopt children. We've heard from our guest who's still going to be joining us, Neo Mangwana, who's a life uh, coach, NLP life coach, and she shared her experience with us. Perhaps you have an experience or a question around the journey of adoption. 011-714-2006. That's where you can call us or send an SMS to 41391. Um, WhatsApps can be sent to 614 Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Closet Conversations. <laughs> We are in the conversation with uh, Neo Mangwana. Now, Neo, before the break, you shared your experience and your reason why you have opted for adoption, um, and it was due to infertility. Now, talk to us. For women who or men who are facing infertility and are not able to, to know, um, make a decision around adoption, what can you say to them? Because it's it's not everyone who would feel comfortable with adoption, although they would think of the option. And sometimes it's due to family and friends uh, not being in alignment with that particular vision. Yeah, that is so true. You know, um, just using the word adoption, um, when we are sitting around and you use the word adoption, <laughs> It's like, oh my goodness, why would you even do that? Um, and it's, 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 we, we, we don't get quite a lot of support from uh, society, from our family, from our relatives as well, because that is being the whole adoption um, process or the thought of adoption is still being stigmatized. The um, question would be, why would you even want to go get a stranger in your life, you know, why and all that. But it is, it is not the same because people don't even understand, a, you know, the reasons why a, a person would even adopt. Uh, yes, as, you know, we have mentioned that there are various reasons why a person adopts. But when a person um, is not able to have kids, that word runs deep. And in this case, people need to understand also that it is not about one, you know, uh, feeling sorry for the child, but um, in this case, the child needs you as much as you need them. I usually tell people that my daughter needed me as much as I needed her. So for me, um, if I were to call it a favor, quote unquote, she did me a favor as much as I did her a favor because I'm, I'm proudly able to, to, to say, I'm a mom, you know, because mm-hmm. of this beautiful daughter. 
Mm. You know, um, the first time when she said bum to me, I was like, wow, that cut so deep. So what I would tell people is that, um, yes, as much as it's not easy, um, go go for what you want, you know, because at the end of the day, you are in those shoes and not the next person. Um, just go for it. There's quite a lot of support out there. Um, once you go there to, to, you know, whether it's an agency or you go through a child welfare, there's so much support that um, that one would actually get there. And criticisms, um, uh, they'll always be always be criticized. Uh, for me, my immediate family was very supportive, but I had relatives that would say, why can no ISM follow AISM because we've never had children that were adopted in the family? Uh, why are you not taking one of the uh, relative's kids? And, and those words, I can never say, you know, they didn't get to me. They did get to me, but at the end of the day, I did what I wanted. And, like, you, you know, I've just mentioned that when you go out there, there's so much support that um, one would get, and uh, those support groups are even able to, to, to give you strength, you know, to, to be able to continue with the, with the adoption. So my advice to people that would like to adopt, especially those, that are, are, are battling to have kids is that follow your heart. Um, there is support out there. Now, I've got uh, some uh, questions and comments from A team, as this one says Good evening, uh, Sis Pat. I hope all is well with you. I would like to find out if single men qualify to adopt children and what makes one qualify or should I say, what are the requirements for one to adopt a child? Do they qualify one by the amount they earn monthly? Okay, so um, answering that one, I would also advise um, the person to also um, contact um, you know the the child welfare as well because I want to believe that the the rules change from time to time. But with my experience, number one, yes, as single parents do qualify. I'm a single parent myself, and um, male single male parents. Um, oh, single male parents. Um, that one, I would I would advise them to actually find out from from um, Johannesburg or different agencies. Um, when I did mine, I did it as a, 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 a single female parent. So I'm not sure about the male parents. So they could just um, contact, um, you know, child welfare or different adoption agencies. So, yes, they, um, I'll talk more about the child welfare. There are processes that uh, were being followed. Adoption is no longer like before whereby, you know, you could just adopt a child um, even when they are about a month or so. And there were reasons, uh, you know, um, that were given to us to say, why can't you just adopt a child like that? And then there is a bit of a lengthy process, but it's worth it because, one, they would have to um, check if, um, as, a, as, a, as a person, um, are, you, are you stable um, financially? Are you stable even mentally? They do, you know, your criminal uh, background because we've seen in the past that at times kids would be adopted uh, for the wrong reasons. So they would also check your um, 
that you you don't have like um, you, you basically have to do a police clearance. You'll have to go see a psychologist. They they check for health as well. They do not discriminate um, if one has any health issues, but they just want to to see that um, you know you are fit enough to to be able to take care of the child. And then after that, they would um, come to your home um, as well, check your home, meaning the environment where you are staying. Is it a suitable environment to be able to raise the child? And um, also they want references, which can be your friends, uh, you know, family, people that know you. They would also have to, to recommend why um, they think that you are eligible to, to adopt a child. And then after that process has been done, and now they uh, they looked for the next step is to look for a child that looks like you. And trust me, my daughter is adopted, but we look exactly the same. So mm. you you wait uh, until they find um, a child that looks like you. Once the child has been identified, um, uh, then you to to meet the child and. Um, um, after you know, you have done all the legalities, you get to to bring the child home. So even after bringing the child home, there are still other processes where you need to to do, which is now more of the legal processes whereby you have to go to court and then you are given a final order of the of the adoption. And that after the final order, you get to change you know um, the child's name if you want to change the child's name. Or the surname, maybe to your to you to to your surname. So yes, it's a bit of a lengthy process, um, but it is doable and um, is definitely worth the wait because at the end of the day, the child also has to be uh, protected. Um, um, to and and the agency, or rather the child welfare, make sure that the child doesn't get adopted for all the wrong reasons. Here's another uh, WhatsApp uh, saying, Patricia, my brother that's gay adopted last year, the most beautiful girl, and he and his partner, um, it uh, was a long process for them to seal the deal. But Patricia, you must just see the happiness, love, passion, and the blooming parenthood. P- um, it's the best gift ever. The child lives the life of a queen. Um, should be living but most of all the reason why they did it was love and it remains love regardless they success of their success and lots of finances they also provide the uncountable love for the child this one is uh, from Mpumi who's in Kabecha saying hi sis Pat and your guests I just wanted to know why black parents are not adopting white children is there any problem because many white parents are adopting black children. And Mpumi, I heard, um, now I'm calling you by the guest's name. <laughs> Excuse me, Nero. I heard you saying that, you know, in the process of adoption, they find someone, a child that looks like you. And here is an A-team asking. And I, I understand where they're coming from. Um, that's a very good question. Um, because, <laughs> you know, I remember one day I was just, um, asking a social worker that very same question, and um, she she gave me two reasons. The the first reason being, you know, there are more um, black kids that need to be to be adopted, and um, also um, the second reason, which for me didn't make much sense, was that 
um, they, you know, being black, let's rather stick to the black kids. And I was like, but that is not fair because, I mean, we are doing this out of love. And I raised exactly what Mpumi said, that but white, you know, uh, white parents are allowed and they are adopting uh, black kids, not just in South Africa, but even overseas. We have seen that um, a lot, there's quite a lot of uh, a home where my daughter comes from. Um, a lot of kids are being adopted by um, people from overseas and they happen to be white. So that is the question that I've also raised, and the answer that I got wasn't satisfactory because at the end of the day, a child, for me, a child is a child irrespective of, of their race, you know, and um, we should be allowed um, to, 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 to adopt um, across any race. Once you see a child, you click with the child, um, you should be able to, to, to adopt the child. And uh, this one says, hi, team. Can I be anonymous? My ex-wife and I adopted. I'm a black male. Best depiction of my life. I would do it over and over again. Your guess is going through the process. They are worth it. Our child looks like us, loves us, and people don't know the difference. Even though we are separated, he remains our priority. This is beautiful. Why is the adoption process so lengthy, um, Anel? Um, it is lengthy because of uh, the checks that they, they have to do. And um, also on their side, you know, um, when they get the babies, uh, babies have to be uh, undergo certain um, medical checks because, um, you know, what had happened in the past is that some people would adopt maybe a one-month-old baby and um, after a couple of months, the baby has complications. And they would take the, the baby back, saying, no, I don't want this child because I don't want a child with complications. So now they um, they would keep the babies maybe up to eight or nine months uh, just to make sure that, um, you know, they, they are being medically cleared. So that is from the baby's side because they also have to be um, adoption ready. You know, kids also have to be uh, adoption ready. But um, on the other side, yes, it does uh, take a bit of time because of all these um, other processes that I've explained that one has to get uh, police clearance, you need to go see a a psychologist, you need to do your medicals, and then after that is done, they have to, they then look for a child that looks exactly like you. It took me almost a year uh, with that whole process. So luckily for me, once the, um, the, the the first step was done, it took me something like two months to, um, to for me to to get um, my daughter or rather a, a a child that that looks more like me. In terms of um, you know the legal side of adoption, uh, since you've been through it. What are the sort of legalities that we need to look at? And I'm I'm looking at um, issues like. Yes, in the beginning, the process in the beginning, but let's say something happens to the parent that adopted this child and the parent passes away. What does the law say for this child? Look, once you have adopted the child and the order has been given, that child belongs to you. Um, That is your child. So the same process would apply as, um, you know, when you've got your own biological child. And, you know, um, to say, okay, should 
I pass, this is what's going to happen to my child. But there aren't any rules to say because the child is adopted, then when you pass, maybe the child would go back to the system. No. Uh, Once you have adopted the child and an order has been given, that is entirely your child. So the advice I would give parents is, um, you know, make sure that you cater for your child. Your child is well taken care of. Um, um, should anything happen to you. So there isn't any rule that would say when a child is adopted and these are the other processes. They are all the same because after that order, that is your child. Mm, excellent. Mm. It's excellent to know that the child is going to be like a biological child no matter what, as long as all the yeah, legal yeah. processes have been followed. Now, there's another issue here. A lot of parents who have adopted might not tell their children that they're adopted until much later in life and maybe due to the fact that they don't know how to tell their children. How should parents be telling their children? And we know that there are sometimes nosy um, family members who might, you know, tell the child before the parents does. So how does a parent tell their child that they're adopted? Should they tell them? And if they should, when? (laughs) That's a good one. Um, when I was, you know, when I, um, the first time when I went to child welfare, um, we were taken through some kind of um, orientation or workshop to explain what the process is. And one of the topics there was telling and the importance of telling a child. Um, we were advised to tell the kids, you know, whilst they are still young so that they can grow knowing that they are being adopted, they are loved. Um, so obviously one cannot just, you know, tell a five year old or a six year old child to say you're adopted because they can they're still too young to be able to comprehend that. So um how I did my telling, um, I did it via a story, um, you know, and a story that would um that my, my daughter would be able to, to comprehend. She's five, she's ten and six. So just telling um, a story, and then we also, you know, took a trip to where she 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 used to be, at the home where she was based, you know, show her the bed. So every day she, she understands. I mean, even today the conversation that we were having um, was that, Mommy, I love you no matter what, and no one can ever tell me that you're not my mommy. If they do it, I'm going to call the police. So I've got a very outspoken and smart daughter. So it's very... Um, uh, it's, it's, I, I think it's advisable to tell the child whilst they're still young um, because, you know, when a child is in an environment whereby it is loving and, 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 and caring, and the understanding is much more better. Because when you wait um, until um, it's late, um, at that stage, sure, a lot can happen. You know, family members can be telling them um certain things and uh, you know and they get to hear from family members or or, or or neighbors that they are adopted and that might actually be a big problem um you know a child might feel otherwise so i think it's best when you tell them whilst they're so young and they grow knowing that they are adopted and they are loved because you know another thing is that People need, sometimes tend to think that adopted kids, um, I don't know, they are from another planet and maybe they would change 
and uh, their behavior uh, as time goes on. And what I usually tell people is that kids are kids, irrespective of whether they are adopted or not. And at times we see kids that are like biological kids and they are acting strange. Maybe at times it's because of a stage. We all know, you know, the teenage stage. So um, telling a kid whilst they are still, one, a parent should not even have a fear um, of telling a child whilst they're still young, um, whilst they're still, you know, um, maybe even under 10. Because once they reach a particular stage, there's, there's that essence of rebellion and because of stage, not because a child is adopted. And at that time, when they get information that they're being adopted and it's not from their parents, it can be very, very, very dangerous and destructive to a child's um, behavior. Here's an SMS that just came in saying, good evening, Mandula. I'm listening to the topic, a very good one. But in most black South African communities, we still have to do a lot more to educate people about family planning and the social grant uh, initiation needs to be reformed, individual point of view. Um, And then this one says, okay, Good evening, Sis Pat. I hope all is well. To add on her answer there about your questions, Sis Pat, around the legal part, I think that the reason why they need to talk to your family as well, I guess it's also so that when you die, the child belongs legally to and is part of your family. So, yes, this is where I was going. Integration with the rest of the family. How do you integrate an adopted child into the rest of the family? Um, Because we know family dynamics in the African point of view are quite uh, thick. um, Communication is the biggest thing. So talking to your family, um, make them aware of your intentions to, to, to adopt. And um, I mean, we all know our families and our family dynamics. Um, yeah, but that is the that is the first part. Um, I was very fortunate that my family is is very very supportive. Um, is very supportive, and um, I don't even feel you know that um, my child is adopted. At times, you 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 have to remind me, you know. But I'm very comfortable with with my family and also with my with my with my friends. But uh, this part is actually communication, communication, and communication. Once you, you, you can get that right with your family, then even in your community, it becomes much more easier to deal with them because you know that you've got people that are on your side. Um, I mean, just to give an example, I remember one lady in the community um, made a comment by saying, hmm, this child, uh, because when I got my daughter, she was only eight months old, and they were like, we were wondering where this child comes from, but what puzzles us is that the child looks like the people in the house. And she had made that comment to my sister, and my sister just laughed and said, I think you've got your answer because now the child looks like us, that means she belongs to us. You see, um, I wasn't the one who was answering that, uh, that person from the community. My sister did because they understand that this child uh, they have accepted the child, and they know that the child is not just my child, but um, is the child, yeah, the family. So yes, communication with your family, and um, um, it's 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 very key.
We've got an ATIMA on the line. ATIMA, Felicity in Johannesburg. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia. Good evening to your guests. Hello, ATIMA guests. How are you guys? Great, thank you. How are you, Felicity? I'm, I'm great, but this topic, it's, yeah, it's a very intense topic for me. Mm. I, think, I think adoption is a noble thing. I think children deserve to have homes. It's so unfortunate that, you know, when a child gets to the age of 18, they're going to be, they have to leave the children's home because, you know, but how many 18-year-olds can really fend for themselves and Mm. take care of themselves? Mm. And coming from a township, being a black person, black community, black families, black gossip and all of that, sometimes I don't think the adopted child has it easy especially when they grow into that family and the one who adopted them and the one who was always there for them and shielding them is no more. I'm I'm dealing with a situation from the home front where I have a 22-year-old cousin adopted and my grandmother, well, he's actually my uncle, he's, and my grandmother who adopted him, who was my mom's aunt, passed on. And now his uncle is hogging on everything. Hmm. All of the inheritance and the uncle is saying, even when this child was adopted, we never did a, a ceremony, we never performed this, we never performed that. But this boy came into the family when he was two. I was a teenager when he came into the family. Nobody ever questioned anything. Now it's time for him to inherit their sister's money and they wanted and they want to deprive this boy of the money. Sure. So I think adoption is, is a noble and beautiful thing, but the way that we are as as humans, at the end of the day, the adopted child, sometimes you'd think they are better off just left at that children's home and then come age 18, they struggle, they fend for themselves, and whatever it is that they get, it's theirs, they enjoy it until they grow old and they retire. Not for them to be questioned. You know, now it's time for the adopted child to get married. No uncle wants to go and discuss Lobola because they think it's a it's a bad omen. This child was not born in this family. This child, you know. But all along you don't question these things. When Patricia adopts a child, we don't ask, So how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? But when that child is in need we put them in the very same situation that ended them up at that home where they were orphans and they needed to be taken care of. Some children find out that they are adopted even before the adopted parent was ready to tell them that I adopted you. Yeah. The gossip, and Patricia, and whoever. Mm, mm, mm. You know, I, I want you to stay on the line, Felicity. Um, hopefully, uh, Coach Neo is going to be able to assist, especially on your cousin's issue, because it seems like one that is really unfair, and there should be some uh, legal ways to navigate it. Uh, Neo, what can you say to Felicity um, in light of what she has shared with us about her cousin? Sure. Yeah, no, we, we do have... Um if I were to call it some very selfish um, adults at times. And that type of behavior, they would do that to any child, even if they are not adopted. Of course, when a child is adopted, there are, you know, certain dynamics. Um, I would advise 
um, that you know it's very important for for parents that that have kids, whether adopted or not. Let us have wheels so that we can protect our kids. Because of course, when the adoptive parent is not there, uh, things are going to be different. And also identify a person who would agree with you and you know they've got your back no matter what, um, you know, whilst you're still alive. Um, that's what I've done as well. I, 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 I know very well, you know, um, should I go uh, where exactly my daughter, uh, what's going to happen to my daughter and where are they going to go? So uh, they, they, it's very difficult what my sister has just said very now. I mean, now it's very difficult especially because the child is, is old, you know, and there's all these dynamics surrounding them um, at this stage. Um, I would say those that, if there's any family member that can support this child and support, I mean, like emotional support, and then um, guide the child as well, because I don't think it's everybody in the family that is so horrible. There might be one or two people that, you know, um, are able to, to assist the child and then guide the child. But I've seen cases, you know, whereby adults at, at, at times when a parent uh, dies, they they treat kids horribly, horribly so, even biological kids. It is just unfortunate that we do have uh, those types of people in, 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 in our family. But my advice to them is that um, those that are sensible, and let them, um, you know, help this child, support this child. And, yeah, I, um, I think... I think also just to add to that, Felicity, maybe, you know, you should get uh, some legal assistance uh, mm-hmm. for the sake of the inheritance that this child is due and that uh, the child is not taken advantage of, especially if there are legal papers that prove that this child was adopted. Or, um, yeah. you know, like, for instance, you yourself as a family member that can vouch that this child was adopted, go and seek legal assistance. That's a uh, uh, the, the assistance and 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 um, you know help that this child deserves, um, not just for you guys to give the child you know the bread and the butter here and there, but also show the child that they can stand up for themselves and their family members who are standing up for them. Thank you very and much just, for calling in. Yeah, just a, a closing comment. You know, it's not an illiterate person who is doing this to this child. Mm. He's a whole school principal, an educated man who knows that he could get into trouble with the law. And Ausnel, you speak about, you know, people just have to be sensible. You know that your sister has been married three times, but she was divorced because of the talks. You know, when a woman is infertile, you will hear the worst of things. And this one thing that just brought her joy, she decided that, you know what, I'm 50, I'm going to adopt a two-year-old, I don't want problems. I haven't been able to sustain a marriage. I've been called all sorts of names by even other women from mm. the families of the in-law. So this is the one thing that brought your sister joy, and this is what you do. So sometimes calling for people to be sensible, I think we are just, I don't know, trying to summon things from the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that is understandable. Hence, um, what I was saying, my sister, is that there should be at least one person who is understanding mm-hmm. and that can assist the child. Like what um, Patricia had mentioned, uh, you know, seek legal advice because um, I, I, I guess your sister got a, an adoption order 
And, you know, that is one other document that can actually assist the child to say this was, um, this child was legally adopted by this parent and therefore they are eligible to to get, um, you know, their inheritance. So going the legal route, it is Mm. very important. Um, and that would be the first step to assist the child. Uh, what I was referring to is that there should be at least one person who is understanding, you know, in the family. It's not everybody who would actually um, be greedy and be unfair. So that 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 person, um, let them assist the child to to and guide them on 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 the next step and and what to do. Felicity, thank, thank you, you so very much for calling in and good luck. Please stand up for this child um, any which way you can. I will try. I, I will try my best, you know. Mm. Yes, he's younger than me, but he's my uncle. Mm. And then the next thing will be, hey, this adopted one, now the family is taking each other mm. to court because of him. Hey, Mara, people. Hey, good night, ladies. Thank you very much for calling in, Felicity. Let me go to Twitter, where we put up a poll asking you, um, uh, is child adoption a positive choice actually right now as we said a hundred percent of you a teamers are saying yes child adoption is a great choice and uh, at uh, sauli underscore kamosle uh, says uh, uh, greetings patricia and uh, the family if you're in um, dire need of a child um, and are ready to be a parent bear responsibilities as a guardian i don't see why not willing so A-teamers are open to adoption. It's a good option for those who are ready and willing to be loving to a child who needs a family. Um, this A-teamer says, the caller's issue, I guess, where she's coming from, but um, we can't say children should stay in adoptive homes or adoption homes because not everyone is the same and not every family is the same. The issue um, this child has is a legal issue because this child is entitled to what was left by the person who adopted him because legally he is her child, even though he is not the same blood, but by law he is her child, agreeing with us. On that note, uh, Nawa, can I ask you to please give us your closing comment on this particular issue? Um, I would say that adoption is a beautiful thing. Um, Do it for yourself. If you need more information, you know, go out there, um, get lots of information. But at the end of the day, know that people will always talk. People talk no matter what, whether you've got your biological child or not, they would they would always talk. Um, do what feels right for you and just go for it. The most important thing is um, loving the child and giving the child love. And also loving yourself because you can never give something that you do not have. So, um, and also let us try to, especially as the black nation, let us try to understand um, why people adopt and let us not stigmatize them, let us not judge them, let us learn to support each other and understand that, you know, as, as Africans, we, we, we talk about Ubuntu and we have, in a way, as Africans, been um, adopting uh, because umtonawasa next door if they, they they do not have food or there's a need we always step in so let us uh, extend that ubuntu to the concept of e-adoption as well it shouldn't overwhelm us and um, let's just go out there 
and um, adoptive if you, you feel you, that's what you want to do. Adoption is a beautiful thing. I'm lucky to, 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 to have my daughter because um, now no mama ban ban, you know. Um, so, yeah, let us just do it and not look back. Thank you very much, Coach Nero. How do our A-teamers get in touch with you? All right. I can be contacted on um, 078-490-3743. That is my contact number. Excellent. Until next time, Coach Nero, have a very great evening. Thank you so much for having me and have a good evening. Now, A-teamers, Saga is embarking on a national campaign aimed at reigniting a renewed social contract between citizens and local government, themed a seashore. Let's say it. Saga aims to open up conversations through this platform. This campaign is designed to encourage active citizenry in the role of communities by paying for services to enable effective delivery by local government, as well as to promote a capable and agile local government with citizens at the center of service delivery. With that being said, we are heading on home, leaving you with some great music up until 3 a.m. where Sound Awake comes in. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.